Welcome to Killing Time, hosted by two girls and one very, very special guest. Captain. Captain. Welcome, Matt Holloway, to the podcast. I wasn't sure if he was going to be like chef or captain. <laughs> well, two girls, one sailor. Well, what That's I was fair. really trying to figure out is if there's like a G word that we could use, you know, two girls, one ginger. Like what oh, is... Oh, I hit the alliteration. Okay. Yeah. yeah how yeah, do yeah, we yeah. have like a nice alliteration that flows off the tongue that when you're our guest, it's just everybody knows? Uh, Matt, two gals, I don't know. Wait, one, we'll have to... two gals, one gourmand. There you go. What's a gourmand? It's like a foodie. It's just a fancy word for it. Oh, okay. I like that, right? It sounds like a gourd. Why not? Which is like kind of of the time. Like sliding right in a fall. Yeah. Yeah. Seems to work. Okay. Two girls, one gourmand. Or honestly, (laughs) two girls, one gourd. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like if anybody is a gourd, though, it's Jared. I yeah. feel like he's kind of like gourd. I know, but you know what, Jared? You're not here. He's so not. Someone's sliding right into that gourd position. And well, it's I got it. Yeah. I'm, I'm here as a hair stand in. That, yeah. You know, my hair is not as nearly long as his, but we both have nice locks. Yes. So, Jared, I, I know I'm just a stand in for when he gets back. <laughs> it's no. An, it's an honor to be here. Thank, no, you thank guys y'all are, for having me. You're both going to be regulars. Also, you are growing your hair out. Did Jared um, inspire the hair grow out? Uh, yes and no. Uh, I This is the third time that I've grown my hair out and donated it. Um, so I give it to Wigs for Kids. And of they, course you do. They make... Uh, they they make wigs for a kid you know kid it's and send the name wigs for kids <laughs> my boyfriend making me feel like a bad person since um, uh, Jared, 2020 Jared's growing his hair out so I will continue to have sex with him and Matt is growing his hair out to donate kids. to kids but it's also <laughs> yeah it's a look you know so hanging out with Jerry as much as I do and he rocks it so and now you guys have like a little hair bond like last time we recorded Killing Time with me Jack and Jared I was like Matt brought this comb for you Jared's like best oh comb man the world. oh my god he so loves that excited. comb that wooden comb yeah I've been using nothing, it nothing better what is it for well you know sometimes when you get out of the shower you want to comb your hair with a like a wide tooth comb so your natural hair pattern can stay oh. keep the it's curls very the wide I yes. didn't know got white teeth on it you know yeah, yeah. It, w- it was a very nice uh, gift for your fellow guy <laughs> any guy with long hair they're getting one of these combs from me <laughs> if you're a stranger, I will stop you and just hand you one of these combs. Okay, I, I love bu- it. I bought like 20 of them. I love them. Look at you, fucking Anyways. comb Santa over here. <laughs> um, Matt, are you nervous to be on the podcast? Are you excited? Like, how are you feeling right now? I'm stoked. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm used to doing our own podcast. Yeah, you so guys like, have I, your own. I'm used to a mic in front of my face. I don't mind it. But I am honored to be in y'all's presence Thanks. and and your lovely audience. Um, I love all the uh, the worsty firsties. Yeah. So everyone listening, I know all today. the bad shit y'all did. Yeah. Uh-huh. So no, now you got to respond. Yeah. You got to judge. Maybe everybody. you even tell your own story. Uh, maybe I was that cowboy that called in a while back. I don't know. <laughs> the voice is kind of similar, <laughs> honestly. I mean, if you use like a slight voice translator, not voice translator, voice with comparisons. He had yeah. he had a bit more twang than I than my I was not into Houston it. accent. Sexual cowboy. So, yeah. Sexual cowboy. Yeah. Did his wife call in? Yeah, or she was or great. Somebody? It was a whole saga. Yeah, yeah. it was great. Yeah, his wife called. She's fantastic too. Right. Right. Well, shout out to them. I know. I wonder what he's doing right now. I hope he's still listening. <laughs> I hope you're a fan. I feel like we sang like his praises. I think he is. I think this is the ego boost that he deserves. It is. Okay, so are we ready to jump into the dark day? I would love to. Let's do it. 
Okay, so today is October 6th, and on October 6th of 1866, the Reno brothers carry out the first train robbery in U.S. history. And I thought that th- this was kind of, um, it's kind of Matt-like. Like, you're a little bit of an outlaw. You're from Texas. I'm from Texas. <laughs> uh, you sound like an outlaw. I, people know me. I normally have a knife somewhere on me. It's usually in my boot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, I still wear cowboy hats, even though like I live in California and I'm vegan. Like I, my boyfriend, everyone, yeah, the most unassuming cowboy <laughs> ever. It's so, just a gentle, love, gentle cowboy. So I, I'm loving this story. Yeah. Okay. yeah, you're like, what does Matt do? Oh, he donates his hair. He's vegan. He's a total cowboy. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so on October 6, 1866, the brothers John and Simeon Reno staged the first train robbery in American history, making off with thirteen thousand dollars, and that is the equivalent of. $409,000 today. That's a Not lot. Bad. From an Ohio and Mississippi railroad train in Jackson County, Indiana. So trains have been robbed before this, but this was the first time that they robbed a train that was moving. Like before people would just rob them when they're like in the stations and then they'd wow. get caught because they're like people like a around. runaway train robbery. But they're the first robbers to stop a moving train in a sparsely populated region so they could carry out their crime without risking law enforcement and all of that shit. Isn't that what 310 to Yuma was about? Uh, I think so. I think so too. What? I think the 310 to Yuma was the, the time of the train. Uh, it was a 310 to Yuma. But he was, uh, the story is, I mean, it's been a while since it's I've a movie. seen it. But mm. he, was, he was transporting a prisoner who, right. who got loose. But I think he was one oh. of the train robbers. Sure, sure. Again, I could, people yeah. at home, if you're screaming at me, I'm sorry. Yeah, we do that all the we time. We say yeah. the dumbest yeah. shit. We're like, we're not sure. This is how <laughs> we remember it. <laughs> I only saw the original. I didn't see the remake with Russell Crowe. Yeah. I didn't see that one. Okay, sorry to interrupt, Jack. Uh, no, it's fine. I This this is we all digress. good knowledge. But um, so some criminal gangs like Butch Cassidy's Wild Bunch. Also, I love all of these, the names of all these gangs in we the Wild bring West. That back. The Wild Bunch. Yeah. They found that robbing trains was so easy and lucrative that for a time that they made it their criminal specialty. Like that's what a lot of these guys were doing at the time. And as a result of like all of these criminals that are robbing the moving trains, by the late 19th century, train robbery was becoming an increasingly difficult and dangerous profession because they started putting all of their money in safes on certain like uh, boxcars on the trains. And then they would have uh, guards that would have their horses there that they could chase after all these fucking guys and catch them super easily. So it was for a very short period of time that that was the thing that everybody was the criminal doing. enterprise to like get on with it. Cause nobody had adapted to defend themselves. No, yet. they would just be like, Oh, the train's moving. There's no law enforcement here. No. Like, let me just steal $400,000 and get on with my life. It's right. a, it's an insane and really brave idea. They're like, I don't know. There's a couple guys sitting around a campfire and they're like, man, we've, we've robbed a lot of trains that have been stopped. Like, yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's okay. It's lucrative, you know? Yeah. And then they see one drive past and one guy goes, you know, I got an idea. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go chase that one down. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's like, that's like being a bank robber and you're like, let's rob it when they're open. They do. They rob the armored trucks, which is super dangerous. And to be a driver of those armored trucks is super dangerous. (sighs) Oh my God. That's like a mobile bank. That's exactly what that yeah, is. You ever see like a like a Brinks truck and you see one of those dudes like walk into like the bank you're in and like everyone gets kind of like, oh, like, yeah, I would like they're wearing so like scary. body yeah. armor and they're fucking armed to the nines. Like they're that's a serious job. Yeah. They get killed all the time. Like I think it's a scary job, but like cash needs to move. Yeah. I just did you guys watch the Woodstock documentary? No. Uh-uh. 
It's so insane. Really? It's so fucked up. Yeah. It was beyond anything that I ever thought would happen. But part of like when Woodstock was happening and after all the chaos ensued and all the fires and whatever, a bunch of people were taking the ATMs and like stabbing the ATMs and trying to get, the knocking them all over. Yeah. And getting all of the cash that was in the ATMs. Just, it was just. That's wild. It was the wild west at Woodstock. Okay, well, after we come back from the stand, we're going to learn about some famous outlaws from the Wild West because they were fucking wild. But until then, we got some bitching to do. Please rise. Court is now in session. All rise. Call the first witness. How do you plead? Guilty or not guilty? Okay, welcome to On the Stand. Every week we have a person, place, or thing that we bring to the stand that we're loving or we're hating. We talk about it, have a good, healthy discussion, vote if it's guilty or not guilty. Bring it to Instagram so you can vote on it and let us know what you think. Also, as you know, if you're joining in our Facebook group, everybody is posting their On the Stands there. And you can also call in to our On the Stand hotline if you would like to tell us yours. That's right. I'm going to give you the number right now. So if you want to call in and give us your On the Stand... Again, we use these for Patreon, and we're going to start incorporating them into this episode, which we have done. We have one for you today. But give us a call at 818-446-6889. Tell us what you're defending or prosecuting. Put it on the stand. You might hear yourself here. It's going to be awesome. And if you don't hear yourself here, I'm so sorry to say this. You might be on a Patreon on the stand episode because we do entire episodes dedicated to this on our Patreon. Yeah. So if you don't hear yourself here, you might be on there. You might need to join our Patreon. <laughs> and honestly, it's worth it. It's fucking amazing over there. It is. Like, come join us. Have Four a good more time. episodes a month. Like, come on. I know. If you're, dude, honestly, I gotta say, there's so many new bad true crime podcasts out yes. there. I'm not gonna name any names, but like, there's a lot of bullshit. And I am biased, but I think. Ours is pretty the great. Best. And there's more great content over there. And I wish that we could share it with everybody, but you know, got bills to pay. Girls gotta eat. <laughs> Girls gotta I'll, eat. I'll take it a step further. I think there's entirely too many goddamn podcasts out there. Shut up, Matt. There's there's <laughs> everyone, you know what? We implore everyone to start be be creative. You just gotta be good. I say this. You gotta be good and honestly, <laughs> you you gotta be consistent. It's very hard to yeah. keep a podcast. You got to start a podcast. And you gotta do it for free for like two years. Yeah, you're before, not making any money. So you yeah, just do gotta, it because you love it. Do it because you love it. Yeah. And don't think it's going to be your only job. Nope. Because it ain't. Nope. <laughs> okay. Anyways, uh, who would like to go first? Matt, you said you had one. Ready on to go. The stand? Yeah. Do you want to tell or us do you want me to go first? Why don't y'all go first and okay. I'll see how you play it. Okay. okay. I'll that, go, that I'll might go first. change my on the stand. I'll go first. So I had one that was inspired by this idea of trains. I kind of ran with that for oh. this episode. So what I am putting on the stand is something that was sort of kind of all over social media a couple of years ago. It was a it was a rule enacted, I think, in New York where you could only bring a dog on a subway or train mm-hmm. if it could fit in a bag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly you see like people getting really creative with those giant Ikea bags, like putting their huskies in it and carrying it or like creating putting their dogs. There were like 100 pound dogs in backpacks. Yeah. And I was like, I want more of this. Yeah. So I'm defending big dogs in bags um, in social situations. <laughs> like I want, okay. I want like a Husky or Bosley, in fact, <laughs> in like a giant. But like what they were doing is like in those giant Ikea totes, mm-hmm. they were like punching holes in there for yeah, the dog's for the legs. Yeah. <laughs> and like just using oh, then it. The dog was just walking. Yeah. With, with the bag around it. Right. That's cute. But that's. This Why is... can't we have more of this? Like, no dogs allowed unless it fits in a bag. It's like, I got you. Mm-hmm. I can fit this Mastiff 
in a bag in a bag big enough like they make throw, big throw that massive honestly, over your shoulder honestly like make a garbage bag toga for this dog yeah. like i will bring it anywhere i love it i think that it is this is why we love the internet yes is for moments like these. yes there are many reasons why we hate the internet and why it is destroying humanity basically yeah but these are the times that i'm like thank god for tiktok and for all these viral things because it's such a fun thing to watch and i love it it reminds me of those parties that people would have that it's like anything but clothes so people are trying to make a costume out of food whatever. or whatever um I love it because it was supposed to be a rule to keep dogs off the trains. And now people are just like, see how creative I can get. Yeah. Working outside the uh, parameters of the law. Yeah. yeah. Loopholes. I, Lo- I f- love a loophole. Loophole is traditional like Slytherin vibes. Yeah. And I'm a Slytherin where it's like, I will follow the rules, but I will bend them and I will loophole the shit out of them. Yeah. You know? And so that makes you a good person still. Okay. So <laughs> yes. I, w- I will say. I guess. I- at least in that regard. I would say not guilty. However, I'd say that with an asterisk. Okay. Because you know who doesn't want to be in Home Depot at 8 a.m. on a Tuesday? Your chihuahua. What does it have to do with the giant People bags? just want to take the dogs everywhere. Yes, but <laughs> That's like, we're, talking, that we're talking only big dogs and big bags. Sure. You got to get across town. You got to carry your animal with you. You got a vet appointment or something. Like, totally understand. But I'm saying having dogs everywhere all the time. And I say, this is a dog owner and a lover. Yeah. It's, it's too much. It's too much. I mean... People do bring their dogs everywhere. Everywhere. I think you bring a, your dog everywhere. No, it uh, doesn't. Not everywhere. Not everywhere. No, you don't bring your dog everywhere. No. Some people literally, it's like they're they're going every place that their owner's going. But I think that that's a big city thing too. Yeah. Like, I don't think that that happens maybe in more of like a suburban. Oh, country, people have yards. Country folk. People don't do have that. yards yeah. everywhere. Yeah. yeah. But it's like dogs are people's babies, and they gotta bring them with them all the time. Take care of them twenty four seven. And we love them. Bring them to brunch. That's right. right. I'll say this. Better on a train than in your lap while you're driving a car. That's dangerous. For a big dog, sure. For a little dog. Any dog. For a big dog, yeah. That's really dangerous. (laughs) For the driver. I see see people with little dogs like where they have their little dog on their shoulder like a parrot as they're driving. Like I've seen it. Yeah. How is that any like better than texting while driving well let's be honest a dog that's just like sitting in a car obviously doesn't have a seatbelt on like that in it in itself is dangerous it's gonna fly it's it's all chaotic yeah (laughs) something happens totally but that's i guess the risk you're willing to take if you're taking your dog with you everywhere yeah i'm gonna say not guilty big dogs and big bags not guilty just you know asterisk around dogs and travel i love that Okay, I'm going to go next. And mine was inspired by one of uh, our lovely firsties on the Facebook group. And it is the concept of not wearing shoes in places that are not the beach and not the pool. So maybe it is on a train and you decide to take your shoes off on a plane and you decide to take your shoes off. I don't know, at a restaurant and you just like take those little tootsies out of their shoe. Lifetime ban. (laughs) <laughs> Get out of here with that. If you were taking your shoes off at a restaurant, what a restaurant allows that. Do people do that? Yes. That I got it from this, the post in the first degree mm-hmm. that somebody was at. I don't know if they were at a restaurant. They it were was, somewhere. It was a restaurant. I saw it. It was like a tile floor. It was like, it was like a grabbing, it was like a grabbing no the restaurant, but it was still like, if you are not at the beach and it's not like a, a like a beach grab and go beach that there's ca- sand cafe. right there. Yeah. I don't want to see your feet. I say this as I don't have shoes on and we're recording our podcast. We're in the, but we're over off our family. We're in the studio. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anywhere in public, I don't want to see your bare feet. 
and I, we've talked about this before, like flying with like flip flops on planes. Like I think that the feet should be covered for the most part. Anytime you're going anywhere in public. I would agree with that. They feet should only be seen rarely. And that's at feetfinder.com, folks. <laughs> Sign up, sign up backslash today. Uh, bad manners Matt. Yeah, bad. God, yeah. You know what? I really bad Matt feet. I don't know. I almost, I haven't created it by the time this airs. But I have to create gonna it. He's gonna make it and then promote it as himself. <laughs> like he's gonna start no, talking about it. I know, and you've inspired me to want to do that too. Well, I don't number, know. Like, no. people seem to be making decent money on it. You know, lots of money, and I don't mind it. I got bills. It's to like pay. I'm, I'm not showing my boobs. I'm showing my feet. Sure. Like if somebody wants to pay for that, I also am really upset that my feet aren't on wikifeet.com because are you not on there yet no and jared my- <laughs> well let's let's have a conversation we could tackle this project together we can get we can get jack on there that's the thing i need somebody <laughs> else but there's so much there's so much content there's so many feet pictures that are on my instagram that could go on wikifeet i'm just a little bit offended i feel like you really know you've made it as a public figure if you're on wikifeet wow you know i want to start taking photos with people and blurring my feet <laughs> And then just be like, like go, go sensor, to my feet finder. Yeah. Put like a black sensor bar over <laughs> to it. See the, to see the full video, go to feetfinder.com. Yeah. Like Photoshop a nipple on it and then Even blur if I'm wearing out. shoes, just blur them out. Like you got to pixelate it. You're, you're not getting this for free, people. $9.99 a month, you get unlimited feet access. No, I honestly, <laughs> we've had many conversations offline about Feet Finder. And like you have inspired me to go to Feet Finder and start setting up an account. I okay. haven't gotten to actually set it up. But I'm like, I... If I could make a couple extra thousand dollars a month showing my feet, yeah, I honestly I don't knock it. Should I? I mean, this is so not me. So I'm like, you guys are really into this. I'm like, well, I want to do something else. One of us just needs to take the plunge and do it, and, and do then it. and then when we start seeing the the money roll in, no, you then guys. Everyone else. Once you start making dough on feet, fine. I'm I, I'm Dude, already signing then up. Then we can do like a group, and we can do group shots with all of our feet, like an. And they're all different. like touching each other. I mean, Jared's are all freckly <laughs> and his toes are all fucked up. I have nice black toenails. I, I don't know. Matt has really like. nice I have, feet. I, have a, I feel like you have soft. Have, he has feet, feet. Just like look at his hands. Like look at these George Costanza hands. He's look at his no, hands compared to mine. I, he is not like a sun damage. I get, I get Show pedicures. your hand to Jacqueline. What? What's There's wrong? no blue collar work the done kindest, on these hands. Which is crazy. Your most beautiful milky hands. Not a single wrinkle. These are out in the sun. I do dangerous work. You and, but there's no, there's no, there's no scars you don't on do them. Dangerous. You take care of yourself. Not anymore. I did construction for years. Mm. They don't. This, those this, hands don't look like they've done construction. Yeah, but at all. So my feet are better than I think. He's really nice feet. I hide mine next to his. Mitch, I'm like, Mitch Fuck I get this. pedicures. Mitch got gnarly feet. I invited you to go tomorrow, and you said you're busy. This I'm busy. Got a job. <laughs> okay. I'll go with you. Okay, great. <laughs> I, mean, I just got one. I need, I need another one. Okay. Anyways, uh, footless. No, not footless. <laughs> no shoes shoeless shoeless feet anywhere not but the beach sorry taylor those are really long on the stand guilty guilty uh i'm gonna play devil's advocate okay wow. i don't think i support it but like some places are just sort of hippie vibes and like i don't know name one okay let's uh, let's set the i'm not into Literally this i one. hide my feet I literally was barefoot and I put socks on because you guys were here. Like I would never do this. Okay, guilty, fine. Yeah, because we're, I not, just we're know. not paying subscribers. Obviously, you're yeah. gonna censor the toes. That's, That's true. That's no, worth money. Honestly, feet equal money. Yeah. Don't be showing those tootsies off. Not for free. For free. Not for free. Okay. Yeah. Guilty. Guilty. Ne- never in a restaurant. <sighs> no. No. Vile. All right, Matt. Uh, okay. Since we're talking about trains and cars and feet and feet. <laughs> I guess that's related. Trains and feet. 
Uh, I guess my on stand that I'm putting to y'all today is cars in general. Okay. I think that we need to stop building our cities with automobiles in mind. Okay. I think that we are You're a too, good person. I think that we're too... Way too good. Le, As no, I ha- on, I'm driving on. my gas-guzzling Jeep. Honestly, he pitched this to me two days ago. And I was like, nah. I went, I went on a tirade. <laughs> I, I like shot about, it down. I we shot were, it down we then. Like, we were trying <laughs> to find parking. Back. He's back. We were trying I to shot find it parking, down then. And I was like, why the fuck? Can I swear? Yes. Yeah. I don't no. know. I don't know if I can swear. Anyways, fuck you. I'm just like, why? <laughs> I like how he goes, why, why the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I just was frustrated because we could not find parking. And I was like, it's so dumb the way that we build cities around cars. And we've only had cars for like realistically, like what? Like a hundred, let's just say years or so. Horse and buggy, yeah. Like we think about the nicest neighborhoods and places you've been. You just got back from Europe. Yeah. Like in the nicer places, how many cars were there really? Mm, Versus some of the not so nice places. Like here in LA, I got family that lives in South Central. Yeah. Cars everywhere. They're even they're even parked in red zones. Like yeah. you have to park. Now think about Beverly Hills. Babe, we want the real arguments for why there should be we no need, cars. We need to eliminate cars and shift towards public transit like trains. Matthew is a very good person. Yeah. He's here for the real um Europe social. has his figured out. He's at the re- China he's has his figured out. Japan has it figured no, out. No, but LA, we live in the one big city that is There's not no infrastructure. To- I agree. And that is Ford and GM's problem in the nineteen thirties. They came to LA and they tore up all the train tracks that we had. You ever drive around LA and you see those train tracks that are like paved over? No. And they just don't kind of really go anywhere. We used to this used to be a train city and the auto manufacturers came to LA and they were like Rip all that shit out. You're going to be a car city. And then we start develop, developing and building the city with that in mind. But thank God for co- like during COVID, at least we could all be separate. Like I'm trying but, to find a silver lining. But during COVID, everyone talked because all the restaurants went out into the streets and built like little stands and stuff. And nobody could park on the street. And everyone was like, oh, this is so European. It's so cool. Yeah. Why don't we go back that direction? Listen, I think everybody agrees with you. And I think... There no, are I, would lo- I would fucking love if LA was a public transit ta- uh, town, city. I would love it. Yeah. It's just so big. It's too big. We hate driving around. We hate having like to get Uber. LA is notorious go- for traffic. Yeah. Well, think about the well, uh, aside, aside from the obviously like pollution, because we have days that you can see downtown and you just look at the sky and you're like, yeah, it's Ugh. pretty nasty. Well, babe, obviously, I mean, the whole world should be evolving away from cars. But it seems like the rest of the world has figured this out. No. Not and, our. And, I mean, our country hasn't. Europe has. Has Mexico? Has you, you can go anywhere in Europe on a train. But Europe is old. I know. But, but like, like, have other countries? Yeah. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to say cars are guilty because I think we all know that they're bad. Right. But like, what can you do? I need my car. Like, and it's I, LA. And they, listen, they, we I don't love, have any public transit. We can't actually like... A, I love my car. I like driving with the AC on full blast. Okay, listening this to also music comes from the man. This comes from the man with two cars. By the yes, way, yes, I know. Mm, mm, I have mm, two. You're vehicles. doubly mm. guilty of your one own. Of, sin. One of which is a yeah, a '66. We don't have Camino. to get into that. The point is, is that you have two cars and I we know. have one, and you're putting cars on the stand. The gas guzzler, I do have. In, in summation, I would say we need to stop giving Elon Musk money for tunnels that don't go anywhere. <laughs> That's really what I'm getting at. I mean. Oh my God. There are worse billionaires out there. <laughs> yeah, there are. Um, Good job, babe. I think guilty. I'll say guilty, but I need my car. Me too. 
It's not an overnight thing. Asterisk. It's, it's a it's a transition period. Yeah. Sure. So yeah. Okay. Well, uh, now we have. Now we're gonna get into some famous fucking outlaws, and Matt has a lot to say. I think. True crime. Yeah. It's rewind time. Welcome to True Crime Rewind. We are going to learn about some of the most famous outlaws from the wild, wild west. I think just the wild Will, west. I think just Will Smith calls it the wild, wild west. Welcome to the west. Maybe that's um, it's the wild, wild west. It's one of those uh, effects where we all think it's wild, wild west. It's just wild it's west. The Mandela effect. Mandela effect. There we go. I t- was telling Alexis. I t- talked about this in a recent uh, Killing Time episode. Did you listen to that, Matt? I did. That's probably why. He listens to Killing Time, but not First Degree. That's okay. Well, but that's probably most people, I think, our listeners, either like one or the other is their favorite. That's what I, I wish that we could kind of promote Killing Time to people that don't like true crime. <laughs> How do we do that? It's like, hey, you person that doesn't want to hear about murder, come listen to us. To our other fuck around. show. Yeah. No, I also think people learn a lot from Killing Time, too, though. That's why I try to make it a little bit informative. It is. I like learning something new every week, and I think it's fun. There's honestly, there's social issues, there's education, and there's art in the form of poetry. Can I say, as a listener, you both do a very good job, because I know how hard Alexis works on the outlines. Mm. for the normal episode yeah and you do and you she's up late at night i mean working very, very Thanks, diligently Pumpkin. you're so sweet and then when we're doing killing time i know that you work on your outlines and you have stuff prepared and you're so good at that thank yeah. you and about transitioning and like handling different guests and stuff like that so both bo- the two Jack's of y'all very good we're good at, very good we're good at, in our lanes yeah. we know our lanes yeah and it's where jack thrives i think it's so fun because jack is like my one of my jack's probably my smartest friend to be honest and it's mm. like but you really do lead this episode and you decide creatively what we're doing and you do such a good job. Thank you. Okay. okay. Well, you compliment each other very well. Thank you, Thank you. Matt. Ugh, love you. This is good vibes. <laughs> okay. So let's jump into our first outlaw, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance kid. Mm. Do we know anything about this? These two, two guys. Um, I mean, just only through growing up in the South, but well, what did you learn? It's okay. I'm- if it's nothing, <laughs> It's nothing. <laughs> Same. I mean, I think we all know the names. I don't know. No. We know the names. Everybody we don't know that much names. about them. I know every single name on this list, but I didn't know much about them, like, in general as people. I just love, also, I'm including pictures of these people. I'm going to show them to you, just because I feel like a visual is good to ah, have. Mm-hmm. I love a derby hat. Yeah, yeah. a derby hat. There, Some of these guys look very... Very this bizarre. is very like Great Gatsby adjacent vibes. It's like early, what is this, like the late 1800s? Yeah, the 1800s. Yeah, so you can see it like how the 20s sort of, I don't know it's how 40 they, years later. They dress like that. It must have been hot as hot shit. Hot as balls. Dusty, and yet, disgusting. And yet the drip does not stop Dude, off they these look gentlemen. Like fuck, no. They look like fucking g- yeah. gentlemen extraordinaires. I'm like, yeah. how do you look so dapper? Also, everything is shot in sepia. so like, Which makes a, them look amazing. Right. It's like a sexy Polaroid, every yeah. photo. So I, I think we'd all look good that, that good, too. It, sure. Honestly, it's like the catfishing. Like we said, we did the episode about catfishing in the Renaissance. It kind of just keeps on going throughout time because a sepia is really like the ultimate Paris filter. But then, but no, it's like the um, there's this new trend 
where this Bryant guy is a photographer. He's doing like a photo booth in LA and like all the influencers are trying to get to it. Cause it's like these beautiful photos, but now everybody is trying to like use the effect on their TikToks to make them look gorgeous. Sure. Can but I, it's like the same thing. Can I have a complaint as somebody who does photography professionally? Yeah. If I shoot something and I see you post it and you slapped a couple filters on it, I'm going to fucking scream. Because, like, we spend hours get used to we, it. We People spend are hours do it. editing it on a computer. Well, get over I, it. I mean, I, it's I so agree. frustrating. People are gonna do it. Yeah, there's nothing. Unfortunately, it's like once you once you go we over all, to that Paris filter, you're like, it does look a little bit dude, better when it's smoothed out. I'm yeah. sorry, as a result of social media, everyone has a little bit of like dysmorphia. Everything does, for sure. So, it's like, I don't try you know everything's should, edited it's all bullshit everyone's no, we're, trying just their use, best. we're just not using face morphing filters yes only maybe a Paris smoother if you're having a little acne filled day like I'm telling I you right sometimes. now i never have posted anything without using the paris filter like it's because it's <laughs> it's just like me with a little more sleep exactly it's me with like a little more sleep yeah that's that's literally like i try to i used to filter the shit out of stuff i used to edit stuff i had really low self-esteem years ago and i'm trying to be better but paris filter i don't think i can ever let it go as long as you're not changing the shape of things yeah that, that, that okay that specifically is kind of what i did a client like shot her and she she warped her figure so bad the no. background started warping and then she tagged me as a photographer no. i was like oh that is not my oh, work no, 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 this no. is not representative of no. what i do oh that's that that's really bad yeah that's so that that's really fucking bad. people feel bad about themselves i sort of get it like yeah. it's not it's not great it's but you know but doing i'm doing that's going to make you feel worse about yourself I agree. that is like the lesson that i've learned it's yeah. like once i started letting go of that and trying to not like cling so hard to making myself look perfect all the time like that you're only doing yourself a disservice absolutely anyways but back uh, in the back, day back to butch cassidy <laughs> <laughs> okay so butch cassidy and his well-known associate the sundance kid they gained a quick reputation for their bank robberies they're stealing horses they're doing train robberies they're really doing it all and they had the Wild Bunch. That was their gang. It was full of all these different characters. And the law enforcement was like always on their trail. So eventually the two guys fled the country. And they fled with one of Longbaugh. I think they went to Mexico. Is that right? Yeah. So yeah. Sundance Kid's romantic partner was named Etta Place. They went to Argentina, to Bolivia. And that is where they were finally thought to be brought down by the Bolivian army. But then it was like one of those things. It's like, did they get brought down by the Bolivian army? Did they actually like evade capture and go somewhere else? It's back in the day. Like you can't actually like tell when anybody died. Honestly, they're, they could be alive still. What? Like anything's possible. Well, it's like the whole, I mean, it's a conspiracy record theory. Keep, record keeping wasn't great, especially no. if you're another country. No. Here's, here's what, I mean, again, this is all just stuff that we hear as kids growing up in the South is that, the Bolivian army story is that they like were in cahoots with them to be like, Hey, pretend like you guys captured us so that people stop looking for us. Oh, really? Yeah. It was like a whole ruse. Dun, they, dun, like, dun. A like, red herring. What are you doing with those socks? Putting them on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Ew. Blur those puppies. <laughs> I don't want to watch you putting socks on. Okay. Look away. Okay. So our next outlaw is Billy the kid. Everybody knows has heard of Billy the kid, but he ended up killing allegedly 21 people by the time he died at the age of 21 that he was killed at 21 years old but he was just known as this like infamous outlaw back in the day and um so the whole story about him is this guy named pat garrett he was like a law enforcement guy he was always on billy the kid's 
trail and he eventually killed him. He shot in the back when he was 21 years old. And over the, over the years, there's all the speculation that he shot Billy, the kid with no witnesses. So allegedly it was another one of those stories where it was like, maybe he let them got away. They had like a little friendship going on. And then maybe Billy went to Bolivia or Argentina Back with the other guys. Yeah, hooked up with Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Yeah, but he was like his whole thing is he turned to crime when he was younger because he had a really bad childhood, and then he was known for killing 21 people by the time he was 21 years old. There, gosh. There's a Marty Robbins. Do you know who Marty Robbins is? No. It's like old country singer, and it's all about like gunslinger ballads. It's one of his most popular songs, Big Iron, is about Billy the Kid. And when he met that sheriff, and he was like, I got 20 notches in my belt, and you're going to make 21. <gasps> and so that is the end of the story of Billy the Kid. But again, no witnesses. Who knows what happened? Ooh, I love lore. Yes, mm. I do too. I love no, lore. I mean, this is a weird corner of inf- knowledge and information for me. <laughs> I do. <know. laughs> I love it's it. It's working. It's translating. Okay, so the next guy is Jesse James. I'm going to show you guys his picture too, because he looks very current to me. I know guys who look like that, right? Oh, yeah. Proper mm-hmm. gentleman. What a clean. He's got like a fade. Like, it's funny that this guy is so, I mean, he's definitely a sociopath. He's naughty. But like, he's, he's not, he looks like he's more of like a Christian gray kind of a vibe. He looks like he's going door to door to solicit religion was to it, people. It, yeah, it was, looks uh, and he Mormon. looks like a gangster. Yeah. yeah Brad Pitt was, uh, I think, a little, little overshooting his looks because he was cast as... Um, Jesse James? Jesse James. In what yeah. movie? Yeah. The Death of Jesse James. I've never seen it. I didn't even know it existed. Yeah, Me neither. Brad, Brad Pitt. Oh, yeah. we'll have to see that. Um, So he was from Missouri. and he Missouri. Gained, Missouri. And he gained a quick reputation in the outlaw community as the leader of his own gang. Everybody had their own gang. They had their own thing. His was called the James Younger Gang. And joined by his brother, Frank James, Cole Younger, and more eager criminals, Jesse led train, stagecoach, and bank robberies throughout the Midwest. He was like one of the most well-known guys. And uh, a few years later, he put together a new posse because his other one failed. So like sometimes these gangs don't work out. And then you got to like make a new one. They're probably like cults. Like sometimes the yes. cults just, they catch on. And honestly, like everybody's trying to be the leader. And when yeah. you got like two guys, they're all like a little bit crazy. They're all trying to take over the world, I guess, in their own little minds. So he had his new gang and then his new gang included this guy named Robert Ford, who would eventually turn on Jesse and ultimately shoot him in the back. <gasps> so like shit doesn't last that long. No, people want power. People a want mutiny. your power. Mutiny. Honestly, it's very like, what is it? Brutus and Caesar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, very much. Mm. If, I think if you, you, crave power that's your inevitable downfall it's is, is gonna be power for sure somebody else wants it worse than you oh, yeah yes hope it's worth it hope it's worth it honestly okay. who wants it it sounds awful i want no power i want all the money and no power i want money yeah give me money silently and behind I, will, the scenes. I just disappear no <sighs> power hire me hire me <laughs> but i don't want the power <laughs> okay so our last outlaw is a woman <gasps> i love that Not many women outlaws back in the day this woman's name was bell star i'll show you a little picture she oh my gosh i love her vibe she was a badass is she holding a pistol uh yes she love is love her we we had a ranch dog in texas we named after her really yeah oh my god i love it she's a bad bitch okay so she was known yeah. as the queen of the oklahoma outlaws and she gained a reputation after her violent death was covered by the national police gazette unfortunately you know she's like an artist like she's only famous once she died or which sucks And so she settled down with her first husband, a guy named James Reed in Texas. And then she got involved with all this illegal activity and some of her friends from the James Younger game. 
Same thing as the Jesse James's bullshit from before. Sure. So and she's all roped in with them. She's roped in with all those guys. After her husband dies, she marries a Native American man named Sam Starr. Great name. Great name. And they continued their illegal exploits, including bootlegging and horse thievery. And they were arrested and both served time before getting released again. And then, of course, they go back and do all their stuff again. So she was mysteriously murdered at the age of 41 when she got ambushed on her horse and suffered multiple shot wounds. Again, no witnesses, no murder convictions to explain what happened. So today, to this day, it's still an unsolved death. But she was like one of the most famous women outlaws. I love that. And honestly, Belle Star, great name. God. She that's she went out the same way that the lady who uh, invented uh, drive-by shootings in like South America. I think she got killed by drive-by shooting. Oh, she did. Yeah, she like went to I think her her like street name was like she was like the Black Widow. But can you do a drive-by on a horse? Yeah. Her husband also died. Their stories are so similar. Ooh. Yes, and so she kind of took over like her husband's like men, and then she was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna run this shit." Uh, damn, I'm forgetting her name. Doesn't I think matter. It, yeah, but anyways, yeah, she went the same way. She got interesting. She got gunned down. The story repeats itself. Sure does. All right. Well, that is the most famous outlaws that I wanted to tell you about today. Love that. Some Good of them job. Did, they all did bad things, but uh, we're gonna hear all the bad things that you people have done next. Someone, come all. It's time for a reckoning of the worst things that you've ever done. So this is your second favorite segment here on The First Degree, and we're here to uh, rivet you as normal. So Matt's here, and um, as the picture of moral compass, I implore you to impress him with your deeds. I will find a silver lining. I'm not sure about him. I think I'm fair. (laughs) we'll see i i judge not you judge not lest you be judged you know so um on to the first one hey guys i'm so excited to call and tell you the worst thing i've ever done well maybe one of the worst things uh love the podcast phoenix native over here so can't wait for you guys to come do a live show here that would be great anyway so worst thing that i ever did um So when I was in high school, I dated the same guy for a really long time. And within a couple weeks of me deciding to lose my virginity to him, he broke up with me and started dating uh, this other girl who was actually a friend of mine. So one day i was getting ready i was a cheerleader in high school so i was getting ready for a basketball game in the girls locker room and we had a cheer for girls basketball and the girl that he had dumped me for was a basketball player and i had gone to the bathroom and had come out and um i saw this girl and her friend going through my bag And then I asked them to leave. They left. And as I closed the curtain to get ready, they were talking about how she had had sex with my ex and how his mom loved her so much and how his little brother and sister loved her so much, which hit me hard because I babysat his little brother and sister the whole time we were together. 
Uh, she said a lot of other uh, things and was very graphic about uh, the things that they had done together, essentially just saying all of this because she knew that I was right there behind the curtain getting ready. So after I heard this, I had heard that her and her ex-boyfriend were trying to get back together, and I knew that he had an interest in me because I was friends with one of his close friends. So I called her ex-boyfriend, and her ex-boyfriend and I ended up getting together, and it was kind of like the ultimate revenge for both of us because we ended up uh, dating, and then they had to watch us be together. So it was a perfect form of revenge. It did not last long for us because Really, the only reason that we were together was to make them mad. Okay, it's so nice that you feel bad about this. But what I have to say is that everyone needs to know this. If you fucking crush somebody, if you if you hurt somebody, if you break somebody's heart, you open yourself up. Whatever they do is kind of okay. Yep. If you blindside someone yep. and you hurt someone, whatever they do to heal is kind of on you. And or you at least can't be mad, right? Like that's truly how I feel. If somebody's like all in and you devastate them, you can't be mad about what they do to get over you. I mean, honestly, this is the least that you could have done. You did I feel good. Like it's the low hanging fruit of what you do. It's the expected response. Yeah, you know, yeah. absolutely for sure. Yeah, L- like. I have also done this. I'm sure you have done this in a sense. Like many women have done this. I like went out once my ex like destroyed me. I was like, huh, which one of his, well, it wasn't the same thing, but I was like, which one of his friends can I hook up with? Not because yeah. I want to, but just because like I have to. I want to piss him off. Yeah. Like inadvertently, but like, yeah. that's just, I think what, where our mind goes to, and that's okay. It's not a bad thing to do. Honestly, you're heartbroken. You were heartbroken. And you were pissed off. And, you know, if you didn't get fucked over, you wouldn't have to do that. That's right. Matt, anything? No judgment. No again, judgment. Again, she was young. Expect a response. Yeah, but also if, she, the, if somebody what, the else girl, is going to The new start... girlfriend, there was no reason to do that in front of you. That was so mean. Spirited. So mean. So it's just like, I kind of get it. Yeah. And again, was she like in high school when this happens? Yeah. Yeah. So like we all did, you know, regrettable shit. Oh, I did so much worse than if you. This is the worst thing you've ever done. You're, You're a, good a person. saint. We love you. You and Matt should start your own podcast. Good People's <laughs> Anonymous. Okay. So this is our next one. And we're super excited to say that um, I went way back in the voicemails. Because I'm telling you, as like an ADD person, I only pick like what's at the top because I'm so busy and frantic. Yeah. But in the beginning, we were getting like hundreds and hundreds of calls so i've been i've been going back to like 2021 and finding some that we kind of flip through the cracks this is one of those so uh you people if you've lost hope that we're gonna play your worstie um it could happen so let's get right into this so i don't know if it's the worst thing i've ever done i think it's definitely the stupidest um i used to work for a national bank a big one when i was in my 20s And my husband at the time, ex-husband now, (laughs) um, he was very needy and very clingy. And he would always text me, when are you coming home? What time are you going to be home? What are you doing now? What are you doing now? And I thought, like, all my friends at work are going out to eat. My boss invited us out. I'm like, oh, this is my chance. Like, I could tell my boss didn't like me, and I didn't like him. 
So I was like, all right, we're going to go out to eat. And like, I'm going to get to know this guy better. It's going to work out. But how do I get rid of my husband? Because he's forever texting me. If I tell him I'm going out with my work friends, he's going to be jealous and feel salty. And I have to listen to that. So stupid me, I lied. <laughs> I told him um, one of the bank tellers made a mistake and we have to have a meeting about it because it's a big problem and it's going to be a really late meeting and I'll call you when I'm on my way home. He claims he never got the text. I think he did. So I put my phone on silent. I went to dinner. We had pizza. Everybody had an awesome time. I ignored my phone. On the way back, um, I got a phone call from the bank, our assistant manager, saying that the, um, the police were called because my husband told his parents that he hadn't heard from me, and they were afraid that maybe I had been kidnapped. Of all people, why would they think I would be kidnapped? I don't know. But they called the police. When we pulled up back to the branch, there were cops everywhere. My in-laws were there. They screamed at me and basically told me off in front of my coworkers and my boss. Um, <laughs> very shortly after this, I was transferred to another location. But until that happened, um, basically, I was the butt of every joke. Hey, um, do you guys want to have pizza for lunch? I don't know. We should ask, ask her in-law first. Um, it was just, it was really stupid. One stupid tiny lie created a bunch of police um, drawing their guns and flashlights on my coworkers and boss. Um, that's all I got. But, yeah, that was terrible. Okay. Thank you so much for calling. And I think you referenced that this is your ex. And I think that's yeah. really good because the the behavior is super controlling. And it's actually behavior we've heard in some of our first degree episodes. The episode that actually comes to my mind is the uh, Ryan Stroop. It was the Tina Goat episode oh, yeah. um, where our first degree was in this very abusive relationship. And every like every time they would get into a fight, that was his fault. He would involve the parents. Mm. But then... what? But in very like Gabby Petito fashion would be very composed and paint the other person to look crazy. And that's kind of exactly what he's done. You mm. know, um, you shouldn't, I can't imagine a healthy relationship where you feel like you have to lie to be like, I really want to get in good with my coworkers. Like, so we're going to go to pizza. Like the most innocent thing, yeah. like you should be able to tell your partner that without them getting calling the police frankly well obviously the relationship was very controlling yeah it was maybe a little bit of like a narcissistic i don't know maybe like slightly sociopathic something going on yeah where you felt so uncomfortable of doing a basic thing of just hanging out with your coworkers. like you're not trying to do anything sketchy and for your ex-husband to go to such ultimate lengths to involve family, to involve and, family. Police. And, then, and honestly that sets a precedent for you to be like well, if you do this again, like I'm going to call the police again and you're going to get in trouble. And it's like now you're scared to do anything at all. Well, and you get shamed like that's a very to involve like in-laws and parents. It's very shamey and like yeah. poisons the well and really creates a really toxic dynamic. So I think you I hope you know that. And I don't think you did a bad thing. I think you were afraid to be honest because this person is really uh, difficult. Yeah, yeah and, the yeah. the sort of like when are you going to be home kind of stuff like that is very controlling. Yeah. And if your hesitation just out the gate is like, I cannot be honest with my partner. Yeah. Big flag. Well, you're in for it. And it's like, listen, we have our lives and we have our partnerships and our personal lives. But like after that comes our own identities. And a lot of that is career. Yeah, it, like you, it has to be a priority. Yeah. 
you should be allowed to be, you know, go, go out go to pizza with co-workers. your coworkers. Honestly, you yeah. should be able to go out with your friends and go out and have a fucking good time. Like, and that's, that's where it's like the coworkers is the most innocuous thing. Cause it's your work, it's your career. It's like your profession. You should also be able to have fun, you yeah. know? You should so, be able to go out with your friends without explaining yourself. Too. Yeah. So I'm glad that you're looking at this retrospectively. retroactively, Rest- retrospectively, retrospectively. Yeah. Um, and you know, like I think you know the you situation, know, like back, like being objective about it. So um, glad you're on the other side. We love you, and thank you for calling. Yeah, even I don't if think it's like, you did anything wrong. You didn't. Fuck you're the. Out. You're not the worst. You're the best. They're the worst. You're Your the ex best. is the yeah. worst. The, what what do they do wrong? They they didn't tell the truth. They're perfect. They couldn't tell the truth. That's right. Yeah, perfection. So <laughs> on to. On to Alexis has uh, written poems. Written my, a poem. She my, wants to impress Matt. Yes, so oh my <laughs> my inspiration has returned. Um, this is called George Train Poem, is what I have here. George Train Poem. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. George doesn't like trains for several reasons. <laughs> His train hatred persists right through all the seasons. Mm. He hates being near strangers, and he hates unforeseen dangers. Naturally. He hates when big dogs are carried in bags. <laughs> okay. He hates tardiness when the train schedule lags. But what he hates about trains most of all are train bathrooms, which mm. makes him appalled. Okay. All right. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something about like only one stall or like oh that's my God. my God. Yeah. Well, that could I could have yeah. I could have it's okay but I, yours is better but that's where my ah, mind was originally God, going. maybe you should collaborate on these I'm, I'm not against it <laughs> Matt I'll, what I'll, do you think I'll say George is obviously a car guy his most pivotal moments oh, uh, yeah. are when he's behind the wheel well he thought he bought whose car uh John Voigt's car John oh my god <laughs> yeah he is a car guy bye uh, guys bye friends